In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father God, we gather here today under your care and protection. Thank you, Father, for your loving kindness that never fails us. We thank you for those with us that you would guide our thoughts and actions in order to bring glory. Strengthen us, Lord, and fill us with your Holy Spirit so we may all experience your presence, Lord. Enlighten our mind with truth, wisdom, and knowledge. Give us this day the grace, Lord Jesus. Let us be humble. We pray for Brother Joe to enlighten him with your guidance, Lord. And may the Holy Spirit dwell upon each one of us so that we grow closer to you, Lord, through this session. We ask these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How is the accountability partners doing? Oh, fantastic. They're doing with each other, yeah. No, not yet. Okay. Yeah, me. Our sales are not yet. Me and Florence have started, yeah. So it's good. We are saying the rosary every day. And we are keeping accountable. <laughs> we are saying or no. And we are sending messages to each other. Yeah, so it's good. Yes, same here. We are praying together. Even though we are all busy, we do not, we are not, um, we are touch base with the prayer. We are uh, thanksgiving, we are praising. So I'm so happy and fortunate. Our partners are also in the same spiritual way. Even okay. though they are so hectic, their prayer is always there. And we are all praying for each one of us and also for everybody in our group. Brother, as I shared a message with you, we really want to enter into the presence. Please show us the way how to pray. And I'm getting a lot of distraction. I really don't know whether I'm rightfully doing the prayer. That's exactly we will be looking into this, uh, starting the session. So for the ones who hasn't started yet, please make every effort to start. Uh, and the ones who are already progressed, we can share how we are doing it, maybe try to help others as well. Uh, it's very important to, I mean, even if we look at Jesus, right? He always sends, he picks a pair, at least two people, and then he sends out in, in pairs. Uh, there's a reason, I mean, even if you read Psalm 133, uh, it's, I think, did we discuss that part, Psalm 133, no. any time in the past? No. Okay, let's read that. That's a good one to learn. Can someone read Psalm 133? I think we did discuss, we forgot, but anyway, let's... 133, we didn't do. I didn't mark also here. Okay. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountain of Zion, for there the Lord obtained his blessing, life forevermore. Amen. Can, what does it mean? Can, let's try to figure out 
what God is asking us to do from this passage. Any guess? Any any community living or community mm -hmm. praying in the communities or praying together? Yes, unity. Right. So it says how good and pleasant it is when God's people, not any people, right? It's not just some kind of club or some people coming together. What What's good and pleasant when certain people come together in the, God, name, in the name of God for worshiping God or for for the same, for the agenda of the kingdom of God, let's say. Then it's really great uh, when, when they come together in unity. It is like the precious oil. So this is what I want you guys to focus and you need to tell me what it is. It is like the precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. What does it mean? So they are precious blood of Jesus. Mm, you <laughs> what exactly? What is it being said? It's more like uh, real good Fresh English. The head running down the <laughs> Just read it again and give it a thought. Uh, the anointing. Uh, the oil, anointing. Uh, the anointing the, for the baptism. Anointing. Anointing, anointing of the oil. Catechism. What, 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 what's the significance of Aaron here? It's talking about Aaron not is the priest. Is the Aaron priest. represents the Israelites there, no? No, he's the priest. The first priest. Yeah, first priest. He's the priest. So it's not it's not equating the for any person, but specifically the name is the given. Like it's like an oil which he went ah, is falling. I mean, they poured on head of Aaron, the high priest. Not just any priest, right? Aaron was the high priest. There are many priests, but Aaron was the high priest. Um, and that oil was falling down from the head to mm -hmm. the and through the collar. The beard and, of Aaron. Yeah. What does it mean? Like, is, what, he soaked, is he soaked with the Holy Spirit? No. With the anointment? Yeah. So it, it also has a direction. It's very specific, right? It starts yeah. to the head, it goes through, it's very detailed to the neck, and it goes down. Yeah. It's like receiving the yeah, word of God head. through the through our head, like, you know, to be very spiritual with our thoughts that is how it's going to come through our mouth what we are going to say and then it's how it's like then getting inside our body like to our heart and all but why is Aaron important then you could have like it's like a oil coming through any person's right the name of a high priest is mentioned as well it's been ordained right so I was also confused and it and 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 again it's, this is not this is the first part and then he is saying it is as if the dew of Hermon equating to the unity of people. Few people come. How do I put into like human terms something which people will understand? We think it's like oil poured on the high priest, our high priest Aaron, and it comes down on and draws down. And it's also like the dew which falls on Hermon. So what is Hermon and Mount Sion? Right? We need to understand when when they were really familiar for them. So it's the time and they understand all the stuff. But we don't 
we are not familiar with the Israel landscape, etc. So Hermon is a mound, mound of Hermon, Hermon, and Mount Zion is another mound, two mountains. Uh, they were actually on the borders, on the north and south, I believe, or two corners of this land of Israel. And say, ask if the dew of Hermon for falling on Mount Zion. I have no idea. For there the Lord, and he concludes with this, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. So it seems like that's the only place the Lord is going to bestow his blessing and eternal life, like life forevermore. It is, it has a lot of meaning to it. But our human wisdom will not allow us to figure out the spiritual uh, secrets. Remember when we were discussing the parables of Jesus, if we apply our intelligence to it, yes, we can come up with very great advices. We can come up with moral stories. Uh, we can use it. I mean, many people say that Jesus was a great teacher, like, uh, like, uh, like the great philosopher who gave excellent teachings on philosophy, how to live, how to be good, about morality, etc. which is true. There are so much high-class teaching in Jesus, parables, and the way he talks. But the human beings who are using their intelligence see him as a great teacher. But we know Jesus was much more than that. So he was saying the parables for what reason? He learned it, right? He was not why, why did he hide everything in the parables? Do you remember? Like we discussed that. When disciples were confused, so they went back and asked him. Remember, like when did we look at the parables? When the, the, then you told us to write all the parables down. The kingdom of God, right? And which chapter in Matthew had the most? Yes. Matthew. Matthew or Luke, I think. Matthew, Matthew. Matthew. Matthew, Matthew should be called. Yeah, see, we forget things, right? We keep forgetting all this stuff. So that's one thing we have to be, uh, we have to make sure. So, Matthew, do, you know do we forget our birthdays, our kids' birthdays? We don't. Maybe wedding anniversary, sometimes husbands forget and then they, <laughs> they will forget only once. <laughs> that's true. So next, next year, they will remember. Why? There will be some repercussion through that but anyway our brains are smart, the smart organ right? it is brain we, if we keep for remembering everything we learn everything we everything we our five senses put into our brain we will be in so there are people who lives with photogenic what is it called photogenic memory right yeah, that they cannot forget anything very from the very child they will tell you on when i was third three year old on august 15 I was wearing this kind of dress, etc. Like they're in that much, everything is imprinted and they cannot forget. Many people think that they that's a blessing, that's like special, but it's it's actually a curse, right? They, they have to they cannot forget anything. So forgetfulness or forgiving others, forgetting the past, forgetting the pain, everything is designed into our brain so that we can function properly. We can forget the past and always have hope and uh, we will move forward. So that's part of the design, the system God has put in the neural network. But when it comes to the Bible, learning the spiritual things, do you remember like where the battle is? 
is in the mind it's in the same in the mind in the mind is being if mind is a software what's the hardware it's in the brain right your our mental our personality our emotion everything is kind of held together by the brain the neural networks the way it's returned into our brain so brain if the mind is a battlefield and we also learned there are many strongholds in this battlefield remember the strongholds we wrote it down at some point long time back yes more like what is a stronghold where there there's a um, negativity authority, authority right stronghold in english means there there'll be there's an area where there an authority is been set up uh, unfortunately when we talk about spiritual stronghold it can it's a area where a spiritual entity authority so it could be a fallen angel or it could be holy spirit or it could be some yeah based on what kind of spiritual being is having the authority in your mind in that area the results will be different if it's holy spirit you will bear the holy spirit's fruit you'll be a blessing but if it's a demonic spirit or some other fleshly nature overruling it you will have a negative experience but anyway coming back to this uh strongholds so the mind is a battlefield our brain is the organ and everything we learn is going to be in, imprinted in our brain and we keep forgetting this we won't forget the movie dialogues but we keep forgetting whatever we learn do we know why we will go back again to the bible remember the kingdom of god one one more parable it's like the it's like seed planted on the this yeah, good right and what happens birds come and then take it away yeah, they take it out the world takes it away and then on the thorns the right. thorns pick them and the soil is the one which the seeds got into it and that's how, that's how we have to be correct so in short the seed which is sown is being targeted right either by the birds or by the thorns somehow the seed even if it falls in the good places 30 40 the result is varied seeds the seed is important and every time the seed comes into a place where it can sprout and become a real plant that is being targeted the birds come in i mean everything is remember the spiritual is always giving you spiritual truth so basically jesus is telling you whenever you listen to the word of god kingdom of god it's more like this it's more like the seeds of the kingdom is being sown into our mind we should let it sprout and then become a big tree and start having fruits only then the result will be there but the attack the plan of enemy is to take it out even before it can sprout it before it before it before it can have that roots into our minds so we should be aware of it we should not be just listening to the word of god and next week thinking oh why it's not why 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 am i not remembering it because that's how enemy attacks enemy uses our mental system to remove it so to counter it it's not just prayer we should uh, everything is a gift not just prayer not just a spiritual gift our ability to think reason is all a gift from god everything good came from heaven that's what bible says 
So we should not say that we don't have spiritual gifts because we only think spiritual gifts is only like healing, etc. But even the capacity to think, capacity to analyze things, apply it, these are all gifts from God. And it is given for every human being. So we know, so there's one that we should actually Google. I mean, we do study a lot of other stuff, right? But why is that we haven't yet figured out or looked into figuring out why am I forgetting the Bible verse? Why am I forgetting all the spiritual things? Is there any, any memory tricks I can do? How do all these people learn everything else? We should go back and check. So one, one small thing which we can do is the science have proven that if brain thinks there are certain things that are not important, it will erase it in three days. So if you, so for the probability is that whatever we are learning today, Saturday, right? Or Sunday there. In three days time, which is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, by Wednesday morning, this will be gone. Because brain doesn't think this is important. Or maybe our conditioned over the years to see that this is not important, it's really gone. And then you go through Thursday, Friday, and again on Saturday, we cannot, we have no idea. And now we are talking about things which we learned one year back. There's no way we can retain it. So if you look at the science, they say that if you want to remember something, if you want to learn certain things, revise it on the third day again and do it again on the sixth day. And then it will retain because brain will start thinking. It was about to expire, we learned it again. So another three more days, we are learning it again. So the brain will automatically think this is needed. It will store it. So we have to use some such things the tools, the memory tools to learn the spiritual things too. We do that for our exams. Why are we not doing that for our spiritual nourishment? That's something you can try it out. So whatever we are learning today, if you take notes, revise it again on, let's say Wednesday, and then revise it again on Saturday morning or Saturday. And that will be, we can try it out. You will, so that's one of the tasks for accountability partners. You can remind the other person one third day, or you guys can get together, or at least give a, put a voice note to each other saying, okay, last week, this is what I remember we learned. And then you put the voice note to the other person. She will listen. And that is, again, he also is repeating the same thing back. And that's good enough. You guys will always remember it. So use something like that. Use everything possible to nourish our brain. Let that seed uh, to sprout in our mind that's how we should approach it we should not be just foolish people just every week we are meeting and praying and doing nothing about it after that that's why bible says if you hear my uh, voice don't keep thinking about it if, if there's anything good and holy always think about it always whenever we are sitting whenever we are listening that's what saint paul is saying renew your mind so he has, they have figured it out because of their wisdom. And now we know the science behind it and we, and we are talking, but they were, at that point, God has revealed, Holy Spirit has revealed in their wisdom and knowledge how you to be always sowing something into your mind every day, meditating about a particular Bible verse all the day. That will change something. It's not about just memorizing. It's going to change something. That's how God has put the brain in there. You know, we are only using, I think it's like five or six percentage of the entire brain's capacity. And we don't know why the rest of it is unused. 
so there are many many scientific things which we if we when we get deep it's amazing how god has created uh, uh, our own our body our mind how it works together etc so we should start looking every possible way even if it's science even if it's some motivational tools your journaling tools whatever it takes to make sure our brain absorbs what we are learning that has an impact because remember holy spirit has to reach the war in our mind and what is the weapon of holy spirit we learned it again hebrews 4:12 not hebrews portal sorry ephesians the the weapons remember yeah the word of armor god armor of god anyone can can you that armor of god what the components of it the shield and the sword of truth um uh, should, uh, should have a shield and it says the jesus righteousness is our shield then there was a belt of truth Then, then helmet, the, helmet of helmet, helmet should be definitely helmet should be there a helmet of salvation yeah. right and what else should have a shoes uh, take the salvation word of the spirit which is the word of god right Pray so the gospel the gospel should be our shoes and there was the offensive weapon which is the the sword double edged sword which is the word mm-hmm. of god but that particular verse says the holy spirit's weapon right yeah yeah so holy spirit is the one who is going to fight for us we just need to be still it is never asked for us to fight we just need to make sure that we are covered in the weapons which means it's all christ so basically the mind is a battleground what we need to do is in our mind we should every time picture ourselves covered in the blood of jesus christ with everything he has given us the helmet the salvation the righteousness of jesus christ because he is righteous we are no we only we will never be righteous right but he is giving his righteousness his holiness his authority to us so my, remind ourselves every day about all the stuff and then you stand and then ask holy spirit to fight with the word of god but if the word of god is not in our mind what will he fight with so that's where you have to understand the word of god we listen and it has to be in our brain only then the way it's going to fight us holy spirit will tell us remind us that this is how it is remember this one then holy spirit will fight so we we need to understand this is the most important thing we should equip our mind and we should bring our mind into the presence of holy spirit all the time if we start doing that every day you will be always in be in the presence of god you don't need to prepare that one 15 minutes where you are struggling when you start doing it right you can see the struggle to be in the presence of god entering the presence of god and being there such a struggle why because there are so many strongholds there are so many things we are not used to this place we are not doing what it takes always come back remember this is we need to do a lot of stuff in on our own physical activity physically to read we have to remind we have to be disciplined it doesn't going to have like a magic so let's let's try to do that that's why accountability partners are most important we might 
fall under the pressure, pressure of our own flesh. But the other person, if they remind you, you'll be there. But anyway, coming back to the Psalm 133, when you have, when you are together, I was planning to take a completely different session, but it's already 30 minutes through. Okay. So why it's most important, or or other in other way, if I decode it in a different way, Psalm, Psalm 133, the last verse says, This is where the Lord will give his blessing and everlasting life. And that's something really, really we should, I mean, that's the end of it, right? Jesus Christ came so that we can have the eternal life. And who wouldn't want God's blessing? We all, we all want God's blessing. And the biggest blessing is eternal life. And, and this Sam says, this is where it's going to happen. If you manage to figure out this particular environment, or if you are in this place, in this setup, this setting, that's where the God's blessing is. That's where the life eternal is. So this will trigger, or at least it should trigger curiosity that, okay, what is it Holy Spirit is written here? What spiritual truth is there? If you have that kind of um, curiosity, if you ask, right? That's what Jesus said, knock, ask, then seek, you will, you'll be given, right? If we don't do that, we will not understand. So let's, with the help of Holy Spirit, let's try to figure out what it is here. So we know that Aaron was the high priest. What was the difference between high priest and priest in the Old Testament? He had the power. Oh, in the presence of God. The authority. He, he had the authority. authority. He didn't have any authority. I mean, if Moses was, was the leader, right? Moses was the leader. So remember, Aaron is who? Moses? How is he related to Moses? Right. Okay, so Aaron, who was the leader then? Moses. Moses. Yeah. So Aaron was chosen as a high priest, the priestly tribe, right? The, the Aaron tribe became the priestly tribe, and Aaron is a high priest. So read Leviticus 16 before you come for the next session. Leviticus 16 talks about the duties of a high priest. Hmm. It is fitting. Now I see why Holy Spirit is leading us this way. Why was, Psalm one thirty three was not in the in my plan, but let's listen to this. So Aaron was a high priest, correct? Yeah. Who is so everything in the Old Testament we learned? Remember, like when we learned about the kingdom of God, we went back to the crossing of the Red Sea. Yeah. Right. And from the crossing of Red Sea, we learned a lot about New Testament or how the spiritual stuff works. Remember how Jesus Christ came back? Who was Jesus Christ there? The angel of the Lord. Then Holy Spirit was there too. Remember who was? what was the symbol of Holy Spirit? Cloud. Cloud. The pillar of cloud. cloud the Holy Spirit's presence. And the angel of the Lord, we came to understand by looking at the scriptures and reading about it because angel of the Lord can, could uh, forgive sins, etc. So that's not a normal angel. That's actually angel of the Lord is Jesus, Jesus Christ. We learned all that. Yes. 
if those are shadows of Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit, everything in the Old Testament will point to something in the New Testament. Who is Aaron representing? Aaron is a high priest. Peter. No, Israel. It's the people of Israel. He's representing. In New Testament. In New Testament, yeah. Peter. Peter. Uh, brother is right. Uh, oh, okay. Jesus or Christ, high priest. Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, it's in Hebrews. If you read Hebrews, St. Paul explains it, that he is our high priest. So, if Jesus is high priest, let's read it like this. It is like a precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Jesus' beard, down on the collar of Jesus' robe. We'll replace that. But what is oil? Uh, that we, you guys will say that for sure. What does oil represent? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, of course. That's why we, in our churches we have oil anointing and all Holy that. Spirit. Yeah. So let's read like this. It is like a Holy Spirit coming through the head. Whose head? Jesus. And where, where does it go? From the head to specifically the beard and the beard and down. goes down. Garment. So what's be below the head? Body. Neck. Body. Yeah. Body. Who is our head? Jesus. But the church. Head. Church, church. Right? church the is church. what? The body of Christ. Christ. That's what we call. So who is the head of the church? Jesus. Jesus. So when the oil, the Holy Spirit, how does Holy Spirit come? The only way Holy Spirit can come into, when we say a church, don't think that that's the building, right? Who is the church? The one who our believes body. in Christ. The body of Christ is us. body of Christ. It's like temple of the Holy people. Spirit. Or even if I am the only one who is in the world, I'm the church of. We, we are called as temple, right? We are the church. My the church. I am the church. And who is my head? Jesus, Jesus. Christ. The only way Holy Spirit can come through, come to a person is how? Through Jesus. the head of Jesus. 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 That's Jesus what we, we, we see here. We, that's the entire New Testament. How Jesus Christ came down, he died and he resurrected and he went back to God and he enabled Holy Spirit to come through him. Whoever believes in Jesus Christ now has the ability to receive what? To receive who? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Right, so Holy Spirit coming through the head of Jesus Christ into the body of Christ is beautifully mentioned in one Psalm one thirty three, and that's the only place where you'll have eternal life. That's the only place where you can have blessings of God. So, do we see like the beauty how He has hidden that there in some Psalm one thirty three? It's not about our mind thinking about the Word of God and bringing it down. We cannot bring down the blessing. No matter how much we pray, no matter how much holy we try to be, no matter how great your um, religion is or religious texts are or how much you try to figure out God by your own mind and nothing will happen. The only way God can bring the blessings down is if the presence of God. If wherever God is there, there no sin, no ungodliness will be there. Let's put it like that. If God is standing right there, Nothing can come which is unholy near home. So 
by enabling, we ourselves cannot be holy on our own. The only thing we can do is we can get covered in oil, right? What is anointing? What does the word anointing means? Covered. Covered or immersed, anointed, anointed, right? Anointed with, we anointed immersed. Or, uh, immersed. So immersed. anoint. In fact, in if you look at if the shepherds, like we always say, uh, Jesus is our shepherd, and we are the sheep, etc. So that's a uh, analogy used. An, an anointment is mostly like um, covering the sheep's head with a particular oil, which will have two purposes. One, it will all the flies and all the pests will, which will come and attack won't come because this oil has some kind of smell, uh, aroma, which uh, stay, makes the pest go away. So it's more like a covering, protection, healing for the sheep. Same way, Holy Spirit, where, who is the sheep? It's us, right? We are the sheep and Jesus is the shepherd. So Jesus get, getting the oil or anointing the sheep, the shepherd, our Jesus Christ, covering ourselves with Holy Spirit. That's how we should be living. That's how we will be protected. A sheep is a stupid animal. The sheep has no clue what they're, what they're doing. That's why sheep has to hear the voice of the shepherd and follow him. Sheep will wander away because sheep doesn't understand anything. But it's just cute and innocent and it, it can be eaten by a wolf. So the, as long as sheep is hearing, sheep first has to listen and understand his own condition, right? Uh, we should understand our own condition that our own, our own, we cannot do anything. We should be willing to listen to the Holy Spirit, uh, Jesus Christ, our shepherd. And when he anoints us, when we, if we are with him, if we believe in him and we try to be next to the sheep has to be with shepherd, do not wander away. When you are next to him, when you are clinging to him, he will anoint you to be for what? Not to have great gifts and be the show of man, be the greatest man of God over there, but instead for our own protection and also spread that aroma. So here there is being said, if two people, when they, when they come together in unity, first of all, it has to be unity. You have to have one accord. If, if it's a family, let's say marriage life, husband and wife, the moment they get into that covenant, they don't have two different focuses anymore. They're focused in one thing about their family, about the kids, about their own, their combined future. Like they should be, husband should be worried about wife's well-being. Wife will be worried about husband's well-being. They both together will make decisions which will prosper the family and the kids. Before that, they were separate. They had their own stuff. They were told, now they are different entity. Same way, when two people, one or more, comes together, like our accountability partners, or one, all of us coming together in the Zoom meeting with one accord, it has to be in one accord. We all should be focusing on understanding the spiritual, the kingdom of God, understanding how I can go back to God in God's name. This is a very good and pleasant thing. Why? Because during this kind of meetings, when we come into a come and then worship God and understand, try to understand and listen to about the God's word, what happens? The oil which falls through, it's more like that's the time when Holy Spirit is coming through the head of Jesus Christ into our own body, into our own mind. So we see the importance of gathering more and more in the presence of God, in for understanding. And that's how 
we will be charged. This is how we are supposed to live. And the next thing, since the time is going, so it is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on the Mount Sion. The Hermon, the Mount Hermon on one side of Israel is where the dew falls. And the other mound, which is Mount Sion, is a dry land. Now, Holy Spirit is telling, it's more like if you take the dew which is falling on the Mount Hermon, which is more fertile and all that, it's, let's say, that's a blessing on that land, right? Because it's been fertile, the dew. That's been taken and it has been put on the Mount Sion, where it was dry, which had no, uh, no fertility at all. So now think about it. It's, he's equating coming together and worshipping God, figuring out, figuring out the kingdom of God. It's this. The Mount Dew of Hermon. Can, can you guess what is Dew of Hermon? What shadow is it? Where does the spiritual blessings lie right now? Not right now. Who is the righteous one? Who has all the spiritual blessing? About, um, Jesus. Jesus Christ. He's the only one. But by the New Testament says what? We have every blessing. spiritual blessings in, Jesus. in heaven in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? We, we, don't, we are not worthy of it. But the Bible, New Testament teaches us that that dew which was on the Hermon, every spiritual blessing Jesus had acquired through his obedient life and resurrection and death, everything is sacrificed. Now what happens? It falls upon where? The dry land which we are. We, we don't have anything, but now it's the dew of Hermon, the Jesus, everything he has is being poured out into our lives. So that's such a beautiful thing, like only three verses. It actually summarizes the entire plan of God. After listening to this, if we understand it, what's our response is the most important thing. We can be pumped up saying, oh, this is great spiritual learning, great wisdom, great knowledge. Let's go preach it. Everybody will be clapping our hands and they will wonder that how much wisdom we have. No, we can write books about it, but that won't serve the purpose. What I personally took it out of it and how do I change my life, my lifestyle every day from that moment on is what matters. We should, we should look at with that importance that our life depend upon it. It is actually our life depending upon all this stuff. That's the only place where we can have the blessings. That's the only place where we can have the everlasting life. To be in the presence of God. To be always being anointed by the Holy Spirit. We should be doing things which enables us to get that and in, get into that kind of setting. So if we are too busy, not even have time for to be in the presence of God for 15 minutes, how do we get the blessings? We will not be. That's exactly why the enemy knows that. That's why he has made us so busy. So everything which we try to accomplish in the other 23 hours and 45 minutes will be much more fruitful if you spend that 15 minutes, right? Everything will fall in place. You will see that change. If you seek the kingdom of God, everything will be taken care of. That was, that's what we learned. This is all pointing back to the same thing. We have to seek the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not eating or like preaching. It's about Holy Spirit, the power of Holy Spirit, the presence of Holy Spirit, the fellowship with Holy Spirit. That's where the kingdom of God is. So we have to, if we are brushing our teeth 
that's to take care of our dental hygiene. If we are exercising, that's to take care of our body. And we do meditation and whatever yoga people do it for their own mind purpose, right? And we take care of body by eating pills. We don't forget any, any of those. If we have cholesterol, we eat, we take cholesterol pills. We, if we are diabetic, we try to stop eating. All that. We are taking care because we are, we are for sure that this is destroying us. This is an enemy of my body, my existence. So I need to sustain my life more. I have to take the steps. But we haven't realized that we are being eaten alive by the enemy in the spiritual realm because we are not sitting, we are not letting Holy Spirit to come to us every day. So that should, that should shake our mind. And then next day onwards, we should, we, we will, even if you don't brush your teeth, we will be more like concerned to sit with Holy Spirit. You will, you will see the difference. If we start thinking, it's not like, you, uh, you will see that for sure. Amazingly, things will change. The enemy will start losing the ground. You, are, you will be a blessing in your workplace. Um, uh, miraculously, things will fall in place. But we are not going to do all that for the blessings. But our mindset will be completely changed by God. We will only seek to be in his presence. And the rest will be taken care by him. So think about all this, Psalm 133. We will forget whatever we discussed by Wednesday. That's how we are programmed, unfortunately. That's how this enemy has hold on our mind. So can we, the accountability partners, it's our responsibility. We should go and talk to our partner on about the same things on Wednesday and then on Saturday. Then come back on Sunday. All the spiritual knowledge will be ours. And not, nobody can steal it from us. It will start sprouting. Then we, if, if you share this to somebody else, that's again reminding it has to come into your mind and then Holy Spirit will work because the word of God is the weapon of Holy Spirit. He will be active. He will start being more active in our mind, our body, our lives. So sharing the word of God, reading the word of God, that's how your faith, faith is a gift of God, a gift of Holy Spirit. The more you work with, um, these weapons, the way we are changing every day, if you listening, meditating, sharing the word of God, Holy Spirit will be activated in us. We are born of, Holy, born of God. We have Holy Spirit, but he is dormant deep inside. That's why he cannot, we cannot listen to him. We are not listening what he's saying. The more you do this, slowly he will, he will take over you. The more you do it, more authority he has. The stronghold is not only for the kingdom of darkness. The stronghold is for the kingdom of light as well. The, he will set up the stronghold. He will make us the temple of God in and out from body, mind and spirit will be fully consumed by the Holy Spirit. And that's how saints were. And recently also, uh, I think last week, I don't know if you read the news, right? They were trying to move the body of the sister, this nun, an African-American nun in the U.S. I think in Missouri or somewhere. Or maybe Varanasi, you know that, right? They were trying to move her body. And when it's been four years since she was dead. She's a mother superior of some kind of, she found some kind of order. And they were trying to move um, the body. And they, are surprised. they were expecting bonds to be there. But to their surprise, the body is intact. Four years. Even her habit and all that stuff is still intact. So they, they're, yeah, obviously... It's a big news. People are flocking in. Uh, so her body is uncorrupted. It's beyond science. 
I always wondered why why that, right? So certain saints have certain parts, sometimes tongue is now corrupted, like the war body is preserved, etc. But even after their death, physical death, because they use their body and mind, etc., such to a, such an extent that eternal life has is still as that authority or that body. So it's not one degrade in the presence of God, wherever the presence of God is there, nothing else can come. Not even bacteria, not even no corruption, no decay. So those were the people who lend their body for the Holy Spirit. It's not a miracle, it's just a reminder that this is how we should be living. There's no point flocking in to see that body and take pictures and post on Facebook. It's a reminder that our body, that's what Jesus wants our body to be like that. It's kept uncorrupted for the second coming. We will all get the resurrected body, which is which will not be affected by death. The deterioration won't be there. But these saints already achieved such a state. That's right in front of these are examples for our, our own purpose. We will be held responsible, right? We are sharing this thing. If we don't act on it, there's no point. So let's give a little bit more priority to the kingdom of God, to the agenda of Holy Spirit and agenda of Jesus Christ. We are only focused on our own agenda and we are trying to get Holy Spirit, Jesus, everyone to work for our agenda that my business should flourish, my kids should be the best one, my body should get healed, my country, my family, it will keep growing. Everything is our agenda, right? My, my this particular issue. Sometimes even ministry, my ministry should be the only one. Right. So it's all we are trying to bring there the kingdom of God for our own agenda. It should be the other way around. We should understand the agenda of Jesus Christ and provide ourselves in their service, in the service of kingdom of God. What can we do to bring this agenda go forth? First, I need to get that agenda implemented in my life. That's the first thing. I was listening to this some sales training guy saying, who is the best salesman? So he was giving this example. There are two two salespersons in this company. One goes out every morning. He's so dedicated to the company. He gets up early at the five in the morning, let's say insurance agents. Uh, so he goes out, he gets ready, you take bath, gets into the best dress possible. He takes his bike and goes around meeting people from morning till late night making calls, not sometimes skipping lunches, even working on the weekend and the end of the month and comes and he is back with the results. And there's this other person who is relaxed. He doesn't do all this craziness. He seems like very uninterested in his job. He slowly gets up, gets at 10 o'clock. He only works in the weekdays. But at the month end comes, the first guy who was doing a lot of activity, came back with 10 orders. And the second guy came back with 15 orders. So who you tell me, who is the good salesman? Second one. Second one. Yeah. But if you look at that activity level, right, what they're doing is who is more dedicated, who seems to be more dedicated? Who, who, who is more craving for this thing? Who is more coming? The first one. But who is a good salesman? The second one. 
who produced more value for the company? Second. Second one. So we need to understand it's not about the amount of prayer we do. It's not about all activities which we do in the spiritual realm we think about. At the end of the day, the results is what matters. A good salesman produces good results, add values to the company. We are also salespersons for the kingdom of God. We are the ambassadors of Christ, which means we are the one who is supposed to bring the kingdom of God into our own life and to others' life. So let's not, let's value, I mean, let's measure ourselves. What results have I produced? Not how many retreats I attended, not how many masses I attend every week, not the length of our prayers, but what results have been achieved. Doesn't matter how much seed we sow, it's about how much fruit we collect. Right? So, that's a trick sometimes enemy plays. That's why Martha and Mary, right? So those we have to always remember. So let's change our attitudes, change our mindset. Let's do everything possible to bring the knowledge of God into our mind. I was planning to get into the session where we are going to practice the presence of God. How do we enter the presence, how do we just spend this 30 or 40 minutes which we spend meaningfully by understanding how to get to the presence of God. We'll continue that next week, uh, but this is a good beginning. So there is a place where the blessing happens. There's a place where the anointing of Holy Spirit falls out. Where is that place? When we are sitting, when we are coming together for worshiping God, when we are fully focused on God, we are with him, the, uh, the dew of Hermon will fall upon Mount Sion. The same way the oil which is falling down from Aaron's head will come into the body and cover it and protect. So let's remember all that. Psalm 133 is something which I will never forget because this I never read anywhere. I don't even think, maybe there is, but I have searched Google, but I haven't seen it. But this was revealed to me by Holy Spirit, and that made me so, so happy because I was searching, I didn't understand. It was like, just like that, he, he brought this thought and he taught me. And that's so amazing. Even if I read 100 books on this subject, I will not get it because it's beyond human perception. So I, my brain, my intelligence have no role in this. It is given by Holy Spirit because of God's grace, Jesus Christ, the grace of Christ. So let that, when I share that, I always get, I always remember how Holy Spirit was merciful to teach me all that. But I also have the guilt that I'm not able to, I haven't followed that to many extent. So it's a reminder for me as well, and it's a good wisdom for you guys as well. Let's focus on it and let's see Wednesdays and Saturdays. Ponder about this or even in between. And let's come back. The hallmarks are this. In the Old Testament, uh, where did, okay, let's say, read about tabernacle. So find where the tabernacle was mentioned in the wilderness and figure out the structure of tabernacle. Uh, 
don't need to share if you found it don't share it to the whatsapp group immediately because that will make many people lazy because we read it and we understood don't do that where, people... repeat your question brother where it was mentioned in the wilderness in in the, in the old testament where do you read in the bible about tabernacle <coughs> and how is it similar to the solomon's temple and jerusalem temple and even to our church how is there any relationship between tabernacle and the church which we go to oh. and then yeah and figure out what's the relationship and also understand how god gave specific instructions it's a very lengthy list but yeah go through it yeah least. for the tabernacle only the high priest could enter into the thing it, yeah there are maybe many things but i don't want you to share in the whatsapp group just go back and learn it and then on next saturday you can put a voicemail or just send it to me that way people will not uh, get to know and then they will be lazy so just send it to me here oh. and i would prefer voice notes because that's also a training i mean typing is easy but it's preaching it's also subconsciously we are being trained if when we share it with me or anybody else that also yeah. goes through your mind it comes i mean it helps you the whole spirit so please do send a voice note uh about the strange things all right let's uh wind up the session today let's close our eyes heavenly father we learned a lot about your kingdom today and we thank you from our deepest heart for the grace you are showing us for the mercy and the wisdom and knowledge which you are pouring out on us God, you are doing all this so that we will understand the spiritual mysteries and our faith will be much more boosted by knowing that there are things which I don't see, the unseen exist, and I'm having conviction that what we follow, what we understand, what we worship is correct. It's a truth. And there is no other, this world will pass away, but your words will not pass away. By understanding all the spiritual mysteries, truth you are liberating us when sun sets you you will be indeed free when you know the truth you will be free we are we want to know your truth much more in a deeper manner so enlighten our hearts much more we are asking holy spirit that you pour out your wisdom and knowledge on each of us by the blood of lord jesus christ we are covering our family our own mind our own body our own spirit and everything which we relate related to us our financial blessings our businesses our uh, our cars our vehicles our homes everything associated with us our kids we are blessing and uh, blessing them with the blood of lord jesus christ anointed by the blood of lord jesus christ and the holy spirit we will be always protected nothing can come against us we are declaring by the authority of lord jesus christ that every plan of enemy which is planned against us right now we are cutting it down we're asking father that you send down the angelic force upon all the wicked plans of enemy and be destroyed by the mighty and wonderful name of lord jesus christ mother mary help us to grow in faith help us to understand christ just like you understood him all the saints we are praying that you are saying the holiness you are the way of the way of goodness way of christ be known to us keep us in your prayers we take all authority in Christ Jesus Christ and then we declare that we one day very soon we will experience the power of holy spirit in our life we are saying no to our anxiety or the future things we are giving to you god we will not be anxious because you have commanded us not to be anxious and we are, we have to be obedient with you because you are our king and by your word we are taking that authority of your word 
that we should not be anxious and we are applying it in our life our mind we command our mind our neural system everything to be in line with the word of god stop worrying about the future and the past spin washed away we are new creation christ and we declare that today we are beginning as new born kids in the kingdom of god we will be innocent we will be happy we will be joyful we will be trusting you holy father and we with the upcoming week we are giving it to you remind us about your kingdom of god and keep us safe in your hands we ask all this in the mighty and wonderful name of our lord jesus christ amen 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 lord thank you amen thank you brother thank you jesus thank you brother thank you brother bye thank you brother you see you all next week see you all see you bye bye can we can we mm.